When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! <laughs> Buenos dias. Hey, hey, Brian, you're not saying anything. No, I wasn't sure. I, I was. Are you supposed to growl? Because like roar- growling is the next show. Yes, the next show. But and you then, can go. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but Andy said it was just him that was. No, no, to do I that. said I am the roar. Roar. Okay. So, yeah. That's me, so which just, Emily has adopted now as her own. I'm coming back on Tuesday, so just to, to clarify and sort this out. This is the show that when it starts, we go, yeah! Yeah, yeah, basically. Or, okay. or, or Brian, you can just do whatever you feel like. You can come in and say, wah-ha-ha! Wah-ha-ha! <laughs> that works. I mean, right. whatever, whatever you want to do to get you ready. Do we want to start over? I mean, you can. Can we start over, Jorge? Yeah! Wah-ha-ha! Buenos dias! Hey! Roars! <laughs> Just so much changes in between my appearances here that I'm what? not always up to speed. This is a wonderful start. <laughs> and with that screeching halt, Kamenetsky Brothers in for <laughs> Travis got and Sliwa. no one else. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, big, big reaction Friday. A lot going on over the last 24 hours. Oh. With all of your sports, you got Rams with a big, big win over the Saints yesterday, 30-22. to 22. Not quite in the playoffs yet, but they are putting themselves in a really good position, not just to get into the mix, but actually setting up a very all-the-feels matchup in the first round of the playoffs to get into that. The Lakers lose last night without LeBron in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. But as we will talk about, there were some positives potentially to take away from this loss. Although, as Anthony Davis noted Saturday, uh, they need to get their bleep together. Yes. Like now. Uh, He called Saturday against Oklahoma City in OKC. They need to treat it like a must-win game. Which is absolutely what you want to hear about games before Christmas. Like, they're they're that important at this point. That's the state that we've reached. It may not be ideal, but talk about it. I actually am glad that AD Mm -hmm. said this. But let's start with what could be the most just earth-shattering, changing news of L.A. sports for, like, the next decade the Dodgers said, we'll see our own Shohei Otani, and we will raise you a Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They come to an agreement. 12 years, 325, $325 million, plus an extra $50 million posting fee for Yamamoto, just for his trouble. 12 years, $375 million. The 25-year-old right-hander who has won three consecutive MVP and the Japanese equivalent of Cy Young Awards has dominated the leagues over in Japan. Over 100, 820 and a third innings, he has posted a 1.65 ERA and has struck out nearly five times as many batters as he's walked. He has only allowed one home run per every 28 
innings. Like Lance Lynn cannot wrap his head around that. <laughs> Lance, Lynn, Lance Lynn gives up a home run yeah. every three batters. He has batters. the opposite. It's the opposite. It's 28 home runs for every one inning. <laughs> right. and, God, he's so ridiculous. But uh, And by the way, this deal has opt-outs after years six and eight. So after the 2029 season and the 2031 season. And it's backloaded. I just... I Somewhat. This is... I, you wonder, you know, we're right around Christmas if the Dodgers are like dipping into the eggnog a little bit because this is a, a very unusual commitment for them to say the least to a pitcher. You know, to go twelve years to a pitcher, particularly when they really, you know, I mean, they've seen him, but that hasn't played in this league. That is an enormous commitment, um, and and shows you kind of I think what what the Otani signing does like the the impetus it puts on for winning today well and also too the way that that money is deferred for Otani and said this many times I want to see the Dodgers books because I just want to see how you are planning for all of this like how you go about figuring out okay in 10 years we are going to start paying a guy 60 something million dollars a year not to play for us, but it's only probably fifty-eight million once you factor in inflation. <laughs> I just, I you, just w- you hire a few high school chemistry teachers, you open a few car washes, and I, you're good to go. That's what I want to see. Like next year at the concessions with the Dodgers, it's going to be all cash. <laughs> <laughs> They're you're going to be watching. You're, like, you're going to ring that up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Not your business. How Keep much is moving. that hot dog? Keep How much moving. is that michelada? That's six hundred dollars. Tell you better bring. You better bring a credit report and all of your bank info. If you want to order a beer at Dodger Stadium coming up, because paying for Shohei Otani, paying for Yamamoto, paying for Glass now, like Glass now's contract under any other circumstances would be talked about. It's a lot. twenty-five mil, right? Twenty for a pitcher with who's will be in his mid-thirties with some pretty extensive injuries. We're not even talking about that dude. He's only pitched over 100 innings twice in his career. Mm-hmm. Like over 100 innings. So he's so, two. So, yeah. <laughs> he's so, well rested. So, yes, what we you're would. We, Andy's right. We would normally be talking a lot about that, but there's just two guys that have billion dollars in contract with them in 22 years. This is very exciting. And to Brian's point, too, the idea of this level of excitement over Yamamoto, and, and it is legitimately exciting like this guy sounds like he can be an absolutely game-changing pitcher for the Dodgers like a game-changing phenomenon in baseball nobody who's excited over this guy has seen him like we are all collectively excited over a guy that if we're all being honest other than maybe if you've like gone to YouTube and typed in Yamamoto none of us have seen this guy pitch at all and yet all of us are experts in him of course. We know everything there is to know about the guy and whether or not this is a good idea or a terrible one. So the, the thing is that we know that Shohei Otani was the right thing to do. You, yes. give, you give him all the money, you do the backload, all that kind of deal. But he did that so you could bring in Yamamoto. There was, it was, he, he deferred all that money so that the Dodgers could go out and get guys that he wanted to make. He said... If I come here and I do this, I need pitchers because I'm not going to be able to pitch for another year. I need pitchers so we can go deep into the playoffs. Got Glasnow, got Yamamoto. He's doing all, and I'm going to tell you this right now. They're not done. I guarantee that they, there's other guys that they're going to go after, whether it's more 
hitting, more outfielders, but there will be more pitchers that come in. Guys like Lucas Giolito could be somebody that they bring in and try and fix. And Walker Buehler is going to come back. At this point, when you've devoted this much resource to a team, like you might as well grab every single person possible because the team is already insanely expensive and the expectations are already so damn high. Just cover your bases on every single... Like, at this point, the money doesn't matter. Right. Well, with this, what's funny about this, too, is, like, because it's baseball, it's still kind of a crapshoot. But, like, you know, like there's, it, there is no guaranteeing you can, you can actually win a World Series. But, it, I mean, I, I don't think, and Greg, you'd know better than me, they've, they've obviously done the money part of things, you know, especially just between Yamamoto and Otani. But they, they also have the farm system. Like, the Dodgers have always have a two-pronged way of getting stuff done. They can spend money, but they also have a phenomenal farm system that they can use to acquire guys through trades. I mean, that's the other half of this equation that they haven't leaned into yet. It's going to be, it's going to be so interesting just to see how they operate as an organization. Because like you mentioned before, Brian, like this type of deal for a pitcher is something the Dodgers just don't do. Now, granted, it is rare to have a pitcher this good, this young. You don't have an opportunity to sign a guy who's 25 very often. I mean, like the, the, the context is very specific and different, but it's still very opposite of what the Dodgers typically do. And a team this stacked, they're about to enter a level of scrutiny that, forget, I don't think the Dodgers have ever seen before. Like, it's going to be difficult to think of teams that have faced this level of scrutiny moving forward. Like, every what? single game is going to be a five alarm fire of reaction. It does, it, it, it's they're, look, they're going to win because I mean, look, this year they weren't supposed to be that. This is a down year for the Dodgers. They're like, and they, they're saving all their money for Otani, right? They did, and they went out and they still ran away with the division and and all that stuff that they seem to do every year. They're going to do that again this year. They're going to win the West. They're going to make the playoffs, you know, and all that other stuff. And literally every they they could win seventeen games in a row in July. And the, the the reaction to that is going to be whatever, what happens in September, what happens in October. Nobody is going to care about their results, assuming they're not catastrophic. Nobody is going to care about a single result that they have until October. That is pressure. Yeah, it's going to be just... Th- okay, Bergman, Yeah, dare I say... Do we take some calls on this? I mean, you're more than welcome to. I'll answer every single one. But by, by the way... This is the same pressure. It's different because there's higher level players, but that's what it has been for the last five years. No, 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 no. You are correct. No, it was championship or bust. It's always been championship or bust. And if they lose at any point, it's I don't care what happens until October. Last year was very much that. This just makes it larger. It's still championship or bust. But it's exponentially that much bigger when you've got a guy that is considered quite possibly the greatest player ever in his prime. You know, signed to seven hundred million dollars. Everyone's everyone is on the it's, hot it's seat two million except, except for Andrew Let's, Friedman. It's two million dollars next he year. Did, it's two million dollars. So really, is it that high leverage if it's only two million dollars? It's true. It. I mean, <laughs> Otani's walking around being like, "Sorry, guys, you got to pick up the tab. I'm not making any money this year. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing coming in." All right, we. 
select calls. We will take some select calls because this it is a reaction Friday, and there is actually around LA sports an awful lot. Oh, it's bonkers. To react to but uh coming up next i want to talk a little bit about that scrutiny that this team is going to be facing and just like what what everybody is going to have to be prepared to step into for this team particularly too when you're talking about a player like otani who is now going to be the face of this organization but somebody that is i don't know what he's like in a clubhouse but i know as far as front facing he's never in front of anybody and that's a really interesting dynamic in and of itself. Talk, talk about that. Travis and Sliwa, Kamenetsky Brothers, in for the guys, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, man, just keeping it real, guys. Weird Alita Yankovic over here. (laughs) Uh, Who is that? It's just something I saw on Instagram by, uh, her name is... Jenny Solaris, I think. Uh, but yeah, she's just she's just keeping it real for Christmas. She's like, yeah, just, just three, or, eat. three or four tamales. Yeah, why just not? Eat. That Bring reminds out the me, I got to pick up some tamales for our Christmas. Yeah, I need to take care of that. Yes, you do. <laughs> Kamenetsky brothers, Andy Kamenetsky, and Brian Kamenetsky in for Travis and Sleeve. <laughs> need to go do that now. <laughs> I understand. Actually, I need to take care of that because I just realized I promised that I would take care of that yeah, and need, I, you know i actually have not and time to, is short yes i need to remedy that now i have a very very bad feeling the place that i plan to go to they are long sold since out. oh long since sold out or these tamales are gonna like cost me the same thing as a michelada coming up at dodger <laughs> stadium now that they're in the otani and maybe Yamamoto you could business. defer payment <laughs> yes <laughs> in the exactly. same way the dodgers have all right so we were talking before about just the excitement over the Dodgers now moving forward with Otani and Yamamoto and even like bring in a guy like Tyler Glass now, who at this point just feels like an absolute afterthought. But the way this team is becoming stacked, the expectations and scrutiny for this team, like Greg, I realized before you were saying that for the Dodgers, it's always World Series or bust. Yep. And, they, and, they, and they have faced a lot of criticism, in particular Dave Roberts takes a lot of heat for when they – don't end up getting back to the World Series, where they don't end up winning at all, where it feels like the last decade has been performing below expectations, and I get that. But this is about to hit a level that I'm not I'm not sure in my lifetime, or certainly in my lifetime in L.A., being aware of how the Dodgers are seen in this city, I think the Dodgers are about to reach a place that 
I've never witnessed before. So I think you're right on that, but at the same time, like how much higher is the expectations can they get? I mean, so in this, in these both all these contracts, ten years for Otani, twelve years for Yamamoto, I think it's seven years for Glasnow, all of that stuff. How many wins do they need total? They probably if they get 162. Three, no, no, no. If, no, if they, the World Series championships, like if they get three, you're saying all of it was complete success. You want more, obviously, but it's a complete success. I think that this now becomes. Yankees territory where you have to win four out of five kind of deal and be dominant for an extended period of time winning World Series or it kind of just feels a little rough. If you win two in the next five. Yeah, I'm like, happy. Great. No, Love but, it. Eh. No, I don't you, think I don't think that's I think a lot of people will be disappointed by that. Yes, I think I think Dodger fans will not be. I think two and oh, five. Oh, I years, think Dodger fans no, no, actually no. will be. Well, it depends what the other three years are. What happens in the other three years? Do they you miss don't the win playoffs? the World Series? Well, do they no, make uh, they're the never going to. They're never going to miss. Exactly. Short of catastrophic injury, they are not going to miss the playoffs. Do they make the World Series in those three years? You mean like where it becomes like a thing? You're the Lakers there. in the eighties. Yeah, where where basically every year yep. they were in the finals, whether they won or not. For they're probably in the finals success. like seven times that decade. Right, that's a success. And by and you win two or three of those in those five to ten years, everybody is going to be happy. Three is the bare minimum. Three and five is okay, but three and ten, I don't think people are going to look at three and ten as a success. Absolutely, three. If you get three World Series championships, it is a success. You should if look at four, it. That's not. I don't think that's going to. I don't. I, think I that agree with Brian. Bar. I think you are underestimating the expectations and five World Series. When was the last time somebody won a back to back? When matter. is the last time a team was this stacked? Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, you can look at the Yankees. So if this is the Particu- same thing, but particularly in L.A. Where we you know, we are still fundamentally kind of a Lakers, like the Lakers it's impact the mentality of of how people look at winning. Because in basketball, if you go out and you sign the equivalent of Otani and Yamamoto in basketball, that basically puts you in the finals every year because one or two people dictate who wins the title. In baseball, it's different, and so the reality is. They could only win three and ten because weird stuff happens, and somebody's going to have a series against the Dodgers where they pitch like Yamamoto when they're not supposed to, and hit like Otani when they're not supposed to, yep. and all of a sudden the Dodgers lose, and that's going to happen. But I don't think I think the expectation now among Dodgers fans is every year we don't win the World Series is a disappointment. Yeah, I mean all th- of them. Think about how little excuses the Do- that Dodger fans allowed the Dodgers pre. Otani and Yamamoto. Now you've got this guy who is considered, forget the best player in baseball, he might be seen if he can get back to that form where he is pitching and hitting. The best player ever. ever. He's certainly the most unique player in modern baseball history. And you've got this pitcher who just dominated the Japanese leagues, not even in his prime yet, on top of Betts, on top of Freeman, on top of everybody else. Yeah, Bueller's, uh, I mean, presumably going to come back one day, and May is going to come back one day, and all these other, you know, you still might have a year or two of Kershaw somewhere mixed in here. Somewhere, and, yeah. You know, I mean, and if they'll Altman make trades. And, 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 look, I'll give you this. This year, 2024, I think the expectations for Dodger fans and just baseball fans in general is that the Dodgers have to win the World Series in 2024. After that is when it starts to kind of go up and down. You win 20, you have to still continue to win and get there. But I think 
everybody will still be just happy and excited after three. But I think four or five is what you're doing. You're like, all right, that's okay, this okay, was perfect. Four or five. Four or five is perfect. Three is absolutely acceptable, and you're not going to be upset. But still. Anything less is a we, disappointment. Right, but that speaks to what we were talking about in the beginning because with the randomness of baseball, trying to plan for winning 30% of the World Series over it's 10 crazy. years is insanely difficult and that is going to be the baseline 30, no, 30 is the bare minimum right that's going to be the baseline for here sort of meeting expectations this is the thing that i think is going to be fascinating about this when you have these kinds of expectations this is where i think like the the burden on guys like freeman and bets and all these how do you have fun how do you enjoy like baseball is a grind it yeah. is you know it is a like a death march for uh, you know for nine months like and and if every time you have a two game losing streak, you know the entire baseball media world is descending on you. Like what is wrong? And there's about to be, by the way, more base literal baseball media in that clubhouse. Yes, like it's going to be standing room like only, how two sections. The ability to everyone. to make this still fun and yeah. enjoyable, and 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 get out there and keep a clubhouse from being so tight that it can't perform. That is this like Dave Roberts's managerial challenges, the leadership challenges on this team are going to be heavy. Yeah, heavy. I want to make it clear. Like this is really fun and exciting oh. to look forward to. Like I can't wait to see what this team looks I like. I believe the technical term is first world problems. Yeah, I mean this, this is going to be amazing to watch, but it's also just going to be really interesting to see how everybody involved reacts to this place where they're in right now where it's not you're not even considered the front runner it's like how the hell do you not win it all yeah they're going to absolutely have to but the thing is like they've been criticized over the last few years of being too workmanlike so to brian to your point to keep it fun for the guys there they have to find a way to do that and still have that workmanlike attitude like the patriots were always they were winning all these championships but everyone said it was terrible to play there because it was so hardcore all the time because you had to win or it was a disappointment that's kind of what's happening with the dodgers now you are now in a situation where you have to win so keeping it fun i don't even think that's possible <laughs> like you guys can have be get along and do things in the clubhouse but at the same time like you're before, not gonna be bouncing before around every first pitch in october mookie Betts pulls the guys over and he's like look a rabbi a priest and a minister walk into a bar <laughs> <laughs> all right 877-710-ESPN we got some people waiting we will take your calls coming up next what are your expectations of this dodger season heading forward where they are now officially i think we can say bonkers stacked with Yamamoto now joining Otani. It's really exciting, but expe- expectations are through the roof. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
So the Boca Raton Bowl was was last night, and the Syracuse Orange faced the Southern South. You don't South. have to tell me that. Yeah, I know. You know that. The South Florida Bulls, and the South Florida Bulls absolutely destroyed Syracuse in that game. That's right, Bulls! Byron Brown, the quarterback for the Bulls, led them to a 45 nothing win after he went 19-26, 214 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. So the Flo- South Florida Bulls take out the Syracuse Orange in the Boca Raton Bowl. How, how annoyed would you have been if this morning I would if I said sorry I missed the Yamamoto news and the Laker game and the Rams game last night because I was watching South Florida or uh, versus Syracuse I would not be a, a upset at all because then you'd, you'd have a lot to I, say about I this was... game and this college football corner and all coverage of bowl season on 710 is powered by Valvoline instant oil change home of the 15 minute drive through oil change visit SoCal oil change for locations and to score game winning coupons like a left-handed relief specialist i'm pouring all of my energy into this segment and all of my preparation hey we need everybody needs their niche that's right (laughs) (laughs) and my niche is south florida football in los angeles orange right good for them yeah go boys and in the boca raton bowl that's a big bowl for for us around here del boca vista (laughs) (laughs) that's all i ever think about that's where uh the seinfelds live the seinfeld parents phase four yes down in florida (laughs) And just picture a lot of people in the crowd going, hey, go Bulls. Oh, man. It's Whoa. so humid. <laughs> and play the Seinfeld music again. Transitioning. <laughs> big, big. Smooth. Night. <laughs> there is somebody in their car going, guys, no. <laughs> Wrong show. This is what I want to listen to. It's probably the Valvoline. People. Break it down. <laughs> All right. So the Dodgers, big, big news yesterday. They are bringing in, uh, bringing in Yamamoto. Twelve years, three hundred seventy-five million dollars. If you count the fifty million posting fee, just that's that's just, just for- that goes to the team, correct? No, uh, the posting fee goes to yeah. the team. Yeah. All right, a little so price of doing business. He, he had a $50 million signing bonus, too. Right. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a lot of money. You get a car. You get a car. There is you get so a car. much money being tossed around by the Dodgers right now, which speaks to the expectations for this team heading into the season. Take some calls, 877-710-ESPN. Dodger fans, your reaction just waves arms around <laughs> everything happening with this team at this moment. Luis in Los Alamitos, you're on Travis and Slee with the Kamenetsky brothers. What's up, Luis? Morning. Two quick things. Um, number one, usually I'm the type of fan that wants to win it with homegrown players. Obviously, I'm stoked on Otani. Then I heard Yamamoto. I was, I'm happy, but uh, I'm kind of done a quick 180. I'm like, let's go get everyone. I'm, let's go get Giolito. Let's go get the closer from the Guardians. Um, I'm all in just like the Dodgers. So excited for the season. And the second thing is, uh, it was crazy how everything transitioned last night. The Rams won. I'm a diehard Rams fan. So I was so happy Mm -hmm. about the Rams winning. And then within 10 or 15 minutes, the Yamamoto news broke. So it was a great night to be an LA fan besides the Lakers losing as always. So, Happy to be an LA fan. Happy to be a Rams and Dodgers fan. Mm -hmm. Lakers catching strays. (laughs) Speaks to where the Lakers are right now, where you hear the Lakers lose like always. 
I mean, I mean, they've lost. Four, no, I know. Five, I, five not, of six. I'm not five saying Luis six, is wrong. Bad. I'm just saying it's it speaks to where they are right and now. And it's important to note they're not just losing; they're generally losing fairly decisively. Although last night, last night was better. Yeah, last night we'll we'll get into the Lakers later on uh, for sure. But last night I thought there actually were some positives for the Lakers. And actually, again, this is not a moral victory thing. They need to start winning like <laughs> I don't know. now. There's a Rob on line two who wants to talk about Yamamoto. So I'm not <laughs> sure we're really encouraged to get back into the Lakers here. But uh, there were some positives last night in that loss that I think, if nothing else, the Lakers could use to build on moving forward, rediscover what they looked like when they were at their best earlier in the season. Aaron, in Vegas, you're on Travis and Slee with the Kamenetsky brothers. What's up? Hey, Cam. B. Cam. What's up, guys? Um, just so excited as a long-time listener to, to all three shows all day. When I moved to Vegas, it was kind of a way for me to stay connected to the L.A. scene, L.A. sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just watching uh, just watching Rams yesterday, seeing Shohei at the game. It was like, is there even a Lakers game on tonight? And then to see that they got Yamamoto, I mean, knowing that this is all from Shohei's deferment. His AAV would be 70. It is really 45, you know, 45 plus 27 equals 72, right? 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 Sure. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I think I think I kind of have to stay on, uh, stay with Greg on his side on this one, though. I don't think it really adds a whole lot of pressure to this team because, like he's saying, it's winter bust for our team every year for the last decade. And, yeah, we picked up some more haters in the last couple of days. And all of Japan seemingly – is going to love us, so win-win. I, you know, I think we come out of hate. Off there. There, are, there are more people in Japan than there are I mean, haters. Look, I'll say this, the hater end of this, right? like, you know, this is right? bad. I appreciate the call, Aaron. Like, the idea that, you know, this is bad for baseball, the Dodgers just buying their way toward, screw it. Every single fan base would love to see their team do this. Like, Well, look, the Dodgers are rich and smart. Like, this, they, they aren't just spending money they've laid the groundwork for this kind of stuff they've built up a farm system like everything they do is in sort of the the purpose of being able to pull off this kind of maneuver at some point and they're still going to have bobby miller and you know i'm presuming like they're assuming he comes back and he's healthy there's a spot in the lineup for gavin lux and there'll be other guys that that come from the the farm system and will smith is going to be like you can still find domestic players, you know, from the system that are that you can attach yourself to. Well, look, it's fine. You, the other thing you said that the Dodgers are rich and smart. At the bare minimum, you know what these other owners are? Rich. Mm-hmm. Like these other owners can go around, maybe not spending quite at this level, but they, a lot of them can go around spending more than they do. That is a choice. If you don't like it in terms of how it affects your team, go yell at your team's ownership. The Dodgers' ownership is not the problem. No. Like, you should be, in a lot of ways, it, you should be inspired. If you're not a fan of the Dodgers, you should be inspired by what they do, and you should be angered that your team isn't doing it, because chances are your team could do more of what the Dodgers are doing than they actually do. Like, that's the bottom yeah, line. I mean, those people are jealous. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, like... In the most literal sense, they are jealous, jealous of what the Dodgers are doing. That is why they hate it. All right, uh, what is next? Do we got ask Cambros? ask Cam ask Cambros. Uh, you got a little time still. You, you got nothing yeah, left. Yeah. You can ask, switch over to a different sport. Ask if me. Like. Ask me Rams more about South Florida football. Like if who we, is if we their starting more. tailback? 
I don't think it's a spread offense. I think they, they throw the ball a lot. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> See, I totally believe it's, that. It's a rotation. <laughs> Committee. Jorge, okay, you were you were in, you were in SoFi last night, Juan right? Wright. No, I was here. Oh, you yeah. were here. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you get any word, or Greg? Did you get any word about Yamamoto in the building? Do we do we do we have confirmation that Yamamoto was with Otani in SoFi? So we don't have confirmation, but there are sources on sources on sources that all are saying that he in fact was in the building, and because he was in the building, this is another big. Sp- fat X onto John Heyman. He was very <laughs> adamant to the fact that he is not, in capital letters, not going. Yamamoto will not be at SoFi. And if, if the, the sources are correct and he was there, once again, John Heyman lying to the public. I love this totally <laughs> one-sided feud that you have with John Heyman. Oh, it's who, not one-sided. He knows exactly who I am. <laughs> do we know? I was about to say, do we no, know for sure that John Heyman doesn't hate Bergman? I know. See, exactly. I think he, he knows. Might. Hey, this is a very large radio station with a big reach. He hears it. If I can He's, get Greg is management. He's a pretty big wheel down here. If I can get Heyman on, probably shouldn't talk it like this then. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to have Heyman on. I want to have you two hash it out because you you have very publicly thrown out a lot of grievances towards John Heyman. He's wrong. (laughs) He's wrong a lot. I can't trust somebody that's wrong. Like, if you're going to put it out there that you're an inside source and you have inside sources and then go and are consistently wrong. And yet you work with Mason. Well, but Mason is not a news. He's breaker. not sorry. Yeah, he's, he's wrong a lot. He is. He is wrong a lot. <laughs> but I think we we are all wrong a lot. But we are not. We're not held sources. to any standard. No. Thank like, God not, for that. We're not reporters. <laughs> we're we're not supposed to be informed. We're supposed to just react. Yeah. We say what we feel. Right. Like Ken Rosenthal, he gets something wrong every once in a while. I think he even said that he was that Yamamoto was also not going to be there. But I trust Ken Rosenthal. He has been right enough it's times with big with big stuff that I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, that's fine. All right, I forgive you for the one wrong thing. What's the threshold, though? Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, Yamamoto is not going to be a Dodger is much more important than Yamamoto is not at a football game. Right. But, but like, it what's just the fits threshold? the narrative that he's wrong always. Heyman? Yeah, Heyman, yeah. yeah. So if somebody else was doing it, like, not going to be a Dodger, and it ends up a Dodger, wouldn't trust him. Just like if... You say Shohei Otani is going to be a Blue Jay, and then he doesn't end up being a Blue Jay. I don't trust you That's anymore. So, that was such a stupid thing. It, it was very stupid. He's going to be a Blue Jay? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, it was. It seemed possible. I mean, a lot of things are possible. No, I actually, okay, the reason that I thought it was possible that he could be a Blue Jay was, A, it's a really international market. It is. And you have, they're, a, they're a solid team. It's an international market. You have the opportunity to whatever degree this would matter to Otani to be the potentially the biggest athlete in a country, like in another country beyond being the biggest baseball player in America, the biggest baseball player in Japan. But given the the type of secrecy that Otani very clearly cares about and demands everybody around him help maintain, you can do that See, a lot easier right. the only, with the Blue Jays. The only reason you go to Toronto is if you want to disappear. You right. do not want to be in a you know uh, in a market where people pay attention to, where you don't want to be the biggest athlete in Canada, where you don't you still be a hockey player, but you you don't want any of those things. You want you want to get all the money and have literally nobody pay attention to you. That's I mean, the only reason you go to Toronto, right? And that is at least believable 
for Otani. Like that is a believable motivation to go I mean, to Toronto. I'll be honest with you. That's how I would do it. <laughs> I'm getting the same amount of money and just have everybody forget about me while I'm doing it. I mean, that they sounds have, they perfect. Have a, they have a really good young team. Though. It's a good that, team. That, that it's a very good team. team. I mean, really that's good. the other thing too. Like that made it believable Otani and the Blue Jays is he wasn't he wouldn't be theoretically joining a bad team no he would be joining an anonymous team right which again for Otani right felt maybe believable. a good thing well you asked before right. why would anybody but believe it that's but it's why the, the, but the, the only reason to do it is if you want to disappear like that's that's it he uh, has seemed often like somebody who enjoys disappearing can we right, agree on that time. <laughs> I was looking to do it a couple right, minutes popping ago. In. I was going to do it a couple minutes ago. Andy but anyway. decides when the segments are over, and if they're over after three minutes, they're over. <laughs> Tell me to drive the show. You adjust the show. You adjust the clock accordingly. Andy's in charge here. He is the captain now. I am the captain now. All right, coming up next, Ask Cam Brothers. Either hit us up on Twitter, at Cam Brothers. Or Our South Florida football line is open. 710 ESPN. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. All right, this first one, guys, is going to come from Chrissy, at Clumsy Chrissy. She asks the Cam Brothers, have you ever pranked someone or been pranked? Have you ever pranked each other? The answer for me is pretty much no to all of them. Really? I'm not a pranker because pranks, to do them well, it feels like a lot of work. Like, honestly, so you're like, lazy. Yes. Okay. Like, it, it is a lot, for me at least, it feels like a lot of work. <laughs> I think that's self evident, don't you? <laughs> it's just the energy required, I think, to pull off a really good prank, like one that's worth your time, is just more than what I am willing to invest. Like I, I, for the most part, like the five second reaction of seeing somebody realize they're being pranked is not worth all of the efforting. Like, remember the right. show Punked? Yeah. Punked? Like, that was elaborate, though. But right. that's my point. Like, that's the only reason that people cared about what was going on in Punked is all of the work that right. went it's into so elaborate. Those so, like, all the details that you have to do. Because otherwise, it's like you put like chocolate pudding on somebody's seat and then they sit on it and say, ah, you pooped yourself. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, <laughs> Greg's like, speak for yourself, I, I, man. Okay. Actually, it's I, hilarious. I, I, actually is that would have been is, hilarious. I guess that is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. I, I, will, I don't prank, but I've done things like I, when our first, was uh, when my oldest was born, yep. my wife is Catholic and uh, I'm Jewish. And so we were going back for the, baby naming and i 100 percent convinced her that part of the tradition of the jewish baby naming is the rabbi throws the baby up in the air <laughs> and like you have to catch it you have to catch the baby that you throw it three times up in the air and you have to catch it. and she 100 percent bought it because i, I sold it <laughs> how, very how high earnestly the but, but see, it's up me, to the rabbi <laughs> to me that's not that's not a prank like to me, it would have been a prank if you'd had the rabbi take a fake baby <laughs> and right. throw and your drop baby it. up. Yeah, like that's a prank. Oh man, I wonder if Rabbi Stiffman had dolls that he could have used. <laughs> that's for what that. I'm saying. What you did was just, what you did was just lie to your wife comedically, but you yes. lied. Yeah, a so, prank would have been a fake baby. Well, so, but that, well, yeah, a better prank at the least. Or I could have just put chocolate pudding on her seat and let her sit in it. Uh, you put Again, yourself. always funny. But I've, I've done a few things. I've done a few things. Uh, in high school, one um, my, my Spanish teacher had like an arrowhead bottle, you know, the, just the plastic arrowhead bottles. I took a pin and I just put little holes around the top of it 
So when she would drink, all the water <laughs> would pour out the sides. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I did to my brother. What was your grade in Spanish? <laughs> and that didn't go well in Spanish. Sano. Effie. Very much so. Um, I, to my brother, I would... <clears throat> He ate Lucky Charms all the time. Our cat food looked exactly like the non-marshmallow pieces. Oh, that's good. Come on, man. <laughs> the, the that's not a charm. prank. That's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's unsafe. <laughs> so we'd eat the, the cat. So just for fun, I replaced I replaced the the Lucky Charms with straight razors. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, when you put it in milk, <laughs> you can't tell the difference. <laughs> so those were some. The, the things that I used One to time I put chocolate people. pudding in a chair and I said, ah, you pooped yourself. <laughs> See, I love one. pranks. What's wrong with pranks? They're, uh, they're harmless. They're harmless. I know it's, Travis. Until you will have to walk like around pudding on your For me, they're your harmful rear. as the person who has to go through all the effort to oh. do them. Oh, but it makes you laugh. It's so good. <laughs> all right, what you got, Jorge? All right, this was, from, this was from Raider Rubin. What would you spend $1 billion on if you had that kind of income? One billion or one million? Billion with a billion. Mm. Man, it's funny. Like for me, a lot of the a lot of the fu money purchases that you see people typically do, like you know, insane fleet of cars and stuff like that. Like I have no interest in that. Like I might upgrade my current car. But I'd have probably more than one. Like I, I'd have a car I could drive to the mountains. I'd have a car I right. could drive around town. But like my I'm, minivan would be so tricked out. I'm not like a I'm not like a big toys person, like that sort of thing. Like I've always said my big FU money purchase would be like a wall size aquarium. Like that's the thing I would want. And I guess now with a billion dollars, the walls would be much bigger. bigger yeah. Like I'd have a larger home with the type of walls that I could have that type of aquarium. That's always the thing that I go to. Or like I would want super high-end elaborate kitchen stuff because I love to cook. But most people, their re reaction would be, I'd never cook another day in my life because I have a billion dollars. Here's what I would do. If I had a billion dollars, I would, I would get a million people and a million chairs and a million cups of pudding. <laughs> and I would sit them all down and I would look at them and say, ah, you all poop yourself. <laughs> And I can afford to do that because I have a billion dollars. <laughs> you can afford to have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do. All right. Uh, this one is from Jason Torres and says, in the movie Mr. Deeds, Deeds discovers his... <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Deeds discovers his uncle had a water fountain of Hawaiian punch. If you had said fountain, oh. what would be your choice of oh. beverage that's non-alcoholic? Oh, my God. That actually sounds delightful. That sounds great. A Hawaiian punch fountain? Probably iced tea. A fountain of iced tea, I would get a lot of use out of. Either that or spark. I love sparkling water. Like I, I would have it so each part of the fountain is yes. a different flavor of the sparkling water. Like you have all sorts of different flavors coming out of the different fountains. Like spots. those new the machines bubblies? that you have yes. now, like where you press the button. If we could actually go back to the previous question and what would I do if I had a billion dollars, I would have a Hawaiian punch fountain. Like stuff like that. Like that's what I would spend my money on. Like that sounds delightful. I love the idea of a Hawaiian punch fountain. What would yours be, Greg? Uh, Sprite. It's what I drink just typically all the time. Sprite guy, eh? Yeah. Sprite guy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Love the Sprite, eh? <laughs> yes. Very much that. All right. Uh, Coca Cola, most likely. Yeah. I mean, I drink a lot of Coke Zero. Yeah. I just don't know if I'd want a fountain of, like, that's probably not healthy. 
None of them. I mean, none, none of it is, man. I don't think it's about the health aspect <laughs> yeah. of what we're going with here. I mean, Hawaiian punch is very healthy. Drink from the fountain. <laughs> like you are allowed to go to other spots nope, and resources. Right. You just have the fountain. <laughs> like it's not. It's not a punishment. <laughs> You're not sent there just to drink Hawaiian punch for eternity. That's it. You it's just an option for fun. no water room. for you. You only have Hawaiian punch. <laughs> Uh, we got time for one more. This is from Anthony Gaeta. He says, what setting do you set your toaster at? That's kind of an odd question. No, it's a really interesting. Are you a dark toast kind of person or a light toast? Kind light of? toast. Want, right. Uh, no, light light toast. toast is the right way. Light though. because you can always add more. Yeah. You can't, you can't take the toast out, so to speak. This is a quality of bread question because the, 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 the lower quality bread, the more you got to be careful about over toasting. The thinner your bread, the more, because you're not making croutons here. You got it, you know, but if you have a nice thick like brioche or something that you're toasting, you can afford to get that like a little little crust on there because you still got a nice soft interior. I've thought about this like I've thought about South Florida football. Like I've really invested a lot of time. No, but I, I, I it's I can't answer that question as directly as he would like because you well, have to tell the, that you have to answer. tell me about the bread. That is the answer. First, the answer <laughs> is question, what kind of well, well, no, the answer is it is not as simple as one right. setting. You it's are about not. The bread, you're not you're, the you're missing the point. If you're just, if it's just about settings for you, you're missing the point. The point is the bread and the cut. This is what I find fascinating. There was a question about what you would do with a billion dollars, and you're like, I don't know. I'd, I'd figure something out. Where do you put your toaster at? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll well, tell you what I'd have is I'd have damn good bread so that I'd have awesome deep. toast every day. Because he, Okay, here's the thing. The odds of either one of us ending up with a billion dollars is a lot lower than us having to figure out how to toast toast. bread. Like these are things I've had to actually give thought to because as much as I would love a billion dollars, I resign myself to the idea that it ain't gonna happen. Like so there's only so much planning I have to put into my billion dollar. I think you divide people up into two categories. If you have a billion dollars, so you're either like you will never see me again, or like I'm gonna be try to be like famous, this guy, that guy, whatever. Like, which category are you? If you had a billion dollars, I'm gone. See ya. Yep. Bye. I'm Whereas living like in Elon Hawaii. Musk, a billion dollars, he wants to be seen constantly. Wants the attention. Like he has the ability to disappear, and he has clearly decided I will never disappear. Like it's very important to him to be seen. Like you are correct, there are two sort of two types of billionaires. There's either he also seems like the kind of person who would line up a million people, put pudding on their seat, and say, "Ah, you pooped yourself." You're, you're really liking that joke. It was funny the first time, really funny the first time. But, Second time, it was still pretty good, and then but now no, just, but by the it, seventh or eighth time, it will circle back. It's, <laughs> We've got two hours left. Trust me. The time for eight more pudding jokes. Yep. And we're gonna, the P1s, it'll pay off for them. Don't worry. <laughs> Assuming any of them are still left. That's why they're, P, that's why they're P1s, Andy. Ironically. They've stuck through much worse than this. I'm certainly going to test that theory. <laughs> All right. Coming up, the Rams gave those P1s and everyone in Los Angeles something to be excited about. 30-22 to 22 win over the Saints. Looking playoff bound, you know, talk about a team that surpassed expectations. We'll get into that coming up next. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN.